Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com Obviously with me your host Martin and today I'm going to talk about time management in trading and I'm going to talk about the importance of it, a few tips around it, kind of what I do, real life examples um, and just go through that really because it's so important um, at the moment, so if you listen to this in the future then at the moment I'm recording this, it's around Christmas time, it's December, mid-December um, and obviously with Christmas comes a lot of social events, social occasions, family time, etc, etc. And it's really important that we're able to kind of separate our trading from our social life, from the distractions, from everything else that's going on around us, so that we make sure we're in the right frame of mind to trade. And I think it's so important as we come into this season of Christmas, where we're probably going to be busier, we're going to have a lot on, um, we're going to have family probably to see, family that want to see us. A little bit different this year with uh, COVID and whatnot, but having said that, obviously, uh, there's still going to be a lot of days we can see people. Uh, so, you know, the government are relaxing, I think, for five days. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where it's a little bit different this year, but maybe not as different as if there weren't it there was just completely it was completely restricted so what i want you to think about and and do this for yourself is think about how you trade right think about the environment you trade in are there any distractions in that environment so just picture just imagine that environment you trade in maybe it's your office maybe it's a spare bedroom Maybe it's a basement. We don't tend to have many basements here in the UK, um, but you know some people do. So, just think about that environment. Now, are there distractions? You know, do you have kids running around nipping at your ankles? Do you have partners coming and talking to you every couple of minutes and things like that? Um, it's really important to think about that and then think, okay, that's going to be an issue. Okay, those kinds of distractions are going to be an issue. Now, to make this more relevant to the current season, thinking about Christmas, you're going to probably have more things going on. You might have deliveries coming to the door, uh, you know, cards, presents, big boxes, whatever. You might have people ringing you up, people texting you, etc., etc., um, to wish you happy Christmas and whatnot. There's going to be a lot more going on. There'll be parties, you know. Maybe, maybe you have a party, a Christmas party. You have a few bevies. You're a bit worse for wear the next day. Uh, my advice for that would be don't trade that day. You know, take a day off. Um, but yeah, think about that environment you're in because it's so crucial. It's so critical when trading. So I'm going to bring this round kind of to a real world example now and talk about experiences I've had and then compare them so for me the biggest distraction in my life is my four-year-old I think anyone with young children will understand that will know that uh, feeling uh, I don't know if it's the same with girls right because I've only got a boy and another boy in the way um, but they're relentless they're just relentless they want to talk to you the whole time they want to play with you the whole time um, you know, they don't get that sometimes you need to work. They don't really get all that stuff. 
So it's kind of a relentless pursuit of you from your children. Now, when you're trading, that's not going to be any good, is it? Right? You know, imagine you're in the middle of a trade, you're trying to concentrate, suddenly your kid comes in and distracts you. Um, now, I've had that before, and, you know, a trade went south because of it. And it happened once, and it didn't happen again, because I learned at that moment, right, if I'm trading, he's out of the room. He's totally out of the room, um, you know. And the thing is as well, if you've got a partner, and this is your time you're trading, just tell that partner, hey, look, this is my work right now. This I'm going to do a work for an hour, whatever it is. Can you please just make sure they don't come in? Because... I think one of the biggest struggles people have, and people have, have messaged me about this, and they've said, look, I'm getting into trading, I'm starting to make some money, you know, I'm looking at it as a potential future career, but my partner just doesn't get it, right? My partner doesn't, doesn't get it, she doesn't leave me alone when I'm trading, she doesn't give me time. Well, the only way I can kind of describe it to maybe help you is to tell Use that phrase. I always come out with this phrase, don't I? Treat trading like a profession, like a job, and it will start to pay you like one. If you explain that to your partner, then I think they'll have more of an understanding and just really get that kind of unworking vibe going. So uh, there's a few things you can do as well if you do have this issue. Is that, firstly, if you're trading that's what you're doing right so if you have the event on your screens on maybe you have the sometimes i have the radio on etc maybe a little bit of music that's fine but you, what you shouldn't do is just be watching random tv that's nothing to do with anything right uh playing games on your phone your switch your ps4 whatever people play games on you know actually make that environment a working environment imagine as if you're at a work and your boss was really strict right because you've got to be strict with yourself because no one's going to tell you anything i can give you advice but i can't come there and stop you doing this so you kind of have to take that on board yourself and i think when you do that when you take it a bit more seriously when you show that i think your partner gets it your partner understands okay this is work this is like being in the office but at home therefore i need to respect that Okay, so for all those people that have messaged me about that uh, in the last few months as well, I think it's been especially difficult with lockdown because everyone's been in, right? So, you know, when, you, when you're trading from home and everyone's there all the time, it's very difficult. It is difficult. Um, but you have to kind of find that solace. You have to find that hour or two a day, you know, especially if you're learning trading on top of your other work. Now, if you're a pro, obviously not that difficult. Because I think it's more respected, you know. My wife knows that this is what I do for a living. I trade on Betfair for a living. Therefore, when I'm trading, leave me alone, right? It sounds brutal, doesn't it, to say it like that? But that's the reality of, you know, this is serious business, right? This is money. This is me investing in the future. This is me making a living, um, you know. And, I, and I'll always say the great counter-argument to any issue you have, ever have with a partner with trading is when the money starts coming in, right? Because I, I think it was probably the same with my wife and it's probably the same with most people out there when their partner gets into trading. They're not too sure about it. But when the money starts coming in, opinions change, right? 
Uh, trust me, it is that easy. Once the money starts coming in, opinions change. So it's really important to kind of make sure people are aware of what you're doing, make sure that they know it's your job, and, and make sure that they you give them the chance to respect that. Um, and, and, of course, just remember how important it is. You know, this is your job. This is what you do for a living. I'm sure your partner will probably have a job or they'll have some sorts of responsibilities where they get it. You know, if you can relate it to their job and things like that. Um, it, you know, like I say, it becomes a lot easier. And the key is transparency. The key is transparency. Talk to them. Explain what you do. Um, you know, again, I get messages from people and they say, I don't really know how to explain what I do to my partner. And this is this is what you need to do. Just tell them. Talk to them about it. You know, the way that they would talk to you about your their job. And don't hide it. If you have a bad day, just tell them. You know, some of the best things uh, I've ever done is tell my wife when I had a bad day training and at trading. And I'll tell you why. Because they don't take it as badly as you think. Or at least most of the time. So you might think... I think some people just, just hide it because it's like they're ashamed if they have a bad day. But it's like everyone has a bad day at work, right? And this is no real different. I mean, if you worked in the financial sector, this is exactly the same as just having a bad day at work. And you wouldn't be slated by your partner for that. And I think a reasonable partner, when you explain what happened, most of the time, they're probably just going to say, okay, it, can you improve? Can you do it better next time? Did you make mistakes? If so, do that. And just try not to make those same mistakes again. You know, try not to do it again. And I think that's the kind of reaction that you'll be surprised how often you get that reaction. Rather than, oh, what are you doing? You're an idiot, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the more you talk to someone and explain what you do, the more they'll actually understand that a bad day is part of the process. right? So no matter how good a trader you are, you will have bad days. You know, it, it's, it's so disheartening for me as someone who's been on that journey and kind of got to the other side, when I see people and they, they have a bad day and, you know, it's, you hear the way they talk and you think, my God, they're giving up on life. <laughs> you know, like, it's a bad day, right? It's a bad day. But work hard, keep keep at it, sort your mentality and discipline out, which, look, the, the fact is, a lot of the times, people come to me and say I've had a bad day. Most of the time, it's not because they actually um, are a bad trader right it's normally a discipline issue it's normally a mentality issue honestly i think about 90 to 95 percent of the people who come to me and say oh, i'm fed up of etc etc it's a mentality thing it's not actually the fact they're a bad trader they just made some ridiculous decisions because of ill discipline chasing losses etc etc not sticking to plans um and it's, that's what amazes me because it's so disheartening because you kind of feel like, well, thanks for coming and talking to me and we'll obviously we'll work through it. Um, but don't be one of those guys. What's disheartening is not the people who come and talk to me. That's great. Do that. That's what the coaching's for. You know, work with us. We'll work with you. What's disheartening is when you just get talking. You see people sometimes comment and they're like, oh... Oh, I'm so fed up. It's such a bad day. You know, people people sometimes will. It doesn't matter how well they're doing or how well their strategy's done. 
if they have a little bad run, they just pack it in. I've seen people, profitable traders, who, who are good, and they just give give up. They, sh- they just throw their system down the well. Um, the, first, the first chance it gets to have a little bit of a blip. Now, if you work in the financial sector, you will know how crazy that is. If you work in money management, you'll know that the risk and things like that is always going to be up and down. The key is to have more up days than down days. You know, it really is as, as simple as that in a lot of respects. But people like to try and overcomplicate it. And I think it's a human being thing. So if you're sitting there going, do you know what? That's me. I'm that type of person. That's fine. I think it's a human condition. I don't think it's something that we choose. And I don't think it's something that you can't train out of yourself. Because what you have to do is remember that obviously we've kind of grown as a species to be risk averse right and the word risk you know it has a lot of negative connotations even though you kind of hear that risk for rewards quote i don't think people think a lot about risk for reward um in their daily lives you know it's more oh there's too much risk i mean that's why we spend fortunes on health and safety in this country right Risk is just a word that we're trying to almost eliminate. But the reality is that when you do risk and when you risk with kind of an educated, I mean, we're, we're doing predictions, right? That's We're in the predictions industry and we're using educated, educated guesses to make money. Now, if you don't take that risk, if you never try that, then you could have a whole avenue where you have a skill that you just don't develop because, like I say, there's such negative connotations to the words risk. But if you think about some of the best times in your life, they probably came from a place of risk, right? So, I mean, looking back, best times in my life, well, getting married, is it's up there for me. I just had such a fantastic wedding day. Right, and I, I didn't even think I was that bothered about a wedding day. I just really, I just wanted to get married. That was it. Um, but it was a risk, you know. I asked when I asked my wife Roz to marry me, it was a risk, and she didn't say yes straight away. By the way, she didn't say yes straight away. She told me the next day. And I tell you what, that twenty-four hours is the downside of the risk, right? But the reward was incredible because. The feeling of when she said yes, the feeling of taking that risk, taking that leap of faith and getting the reward is what the ecstasy, you know, the happiness, the joy it brings. You know, this is why people go skydiving. This is why people try to face their fears. This is why people go on things like I'm a celebrity, you know, and obviously the money. <laughs> and to try and get their Z-less celebrity status up a notch. Um, but, you know, the reality is that when you take risks, you can get rewarded. And when you do, it's all the more satisfying. Now, let's think less about that word risk. Let's let's put it in a different way and see if... Because you might be sitting there going, yeah, that's great, but it's still a risk. I don't like risk, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let me put it another way. When you're comfortable all the time, it's not a good thing, right? If you're sitting there 
and everything in your life is as comfortable as anything can be and you're just never challenged you know you just sit there you do your day you don't really speak to people that much because you don't want to take any risks you don't really do anything adventurous etc etc i tell you what that's the situation where you're getting yourself stuck into a rut right that's the truth the truth is you should always be being challenged in your life you know do things that make you a little bit scared because the reward is you grow you grow as a person you learn new things about yourself um and i think it's such a key part of you know life really um, so it's it's so important that you do those things, you know. And there's a lot of things where you get nervous, you know. I think when you're young, you get a lot more. Maybe maybe as well when you get older as well, and and you know life starts coming towards an end. But when you're young, I think you really do get quite a lot of times where you take a risk. You're kind of thrown into it a lot of the time, you know. Exams, things like that. You're out of your comfort zone, aren't you, all the time? School, for a lot of people, totally out of their comfort zone, and they had to do it every day for years. Um, you know, tennis, tennis. I play tennis. When I play matches, I'm not. I'm out of my comfort zone, right? I get nervous before I play matches. It was the same when I played football as a kid. You do. You get this anxiety, but you know what it does? It helps you perform. Without that anxiety. Now, of course, if you get loads of anxiety, that's not a great thing. But without that anxiety, you're not going to get the reward of it, right? You're not going to feel the great feeling when you win, okay? You're not going to get that feeling. Um, and the important thing is to is to have that feeling, you know, because I think that's what life's all about. It's about experiences, isn't it? So bringing it back a little bit more towards what we were talking about earlier explain things to your partner and, and that will kind of make things easier so what i want to get on to talking a bit more about now is how you manage your time so christmas busy time social schedules obviously lots of people wanting to do lots of different things what i do with my trading is and, and i've started doing this a lot more the older i've got I start charting out when I'm going to be trading, like literally to the hour, you know, maybe print out a schedule and every hour of that week, have an idea of what you're doing. Some of it can be rest, whatever, social time, but work out, right, this is the amount of hours I want to trade, this is where I'm going to fit them in. Because people say to me, well, I might not work, I find it really hard. Okay, but we can all find an hour in our day right we can all create an hour in our day it's even if you've got a family you know you don't have to right so let's say you've got really young kids like me well they go to bed right so from about the time of seven till ten i can do whatever the hell i want right okay so you say yeah but my kids are older well older kids can kind of have an hour to themselves without killing themselves right so you you don't have to totally be with them the whole time. Obviously, if you're in the same house and you keep an eye on things every now and then, that's fine, you know. Um, like I say, once you get to the age of 12 or whatever, kids are usually pretty good at looking after themselves. However, obviously under that, 
you know, they should be going to bed. I, I mean, I've got, I've got people, and uh, you know, I, I neighbours and things who I know don't put their kids to bed till about eleven, twelve, and they're like ten, eleven. I mean, that's nuts, right? That's absolutely nuts. Um, put your kids to bed early, you know, and if they're older and they don't go to bed early, then they can, you know, look after themselves for for an hour if you pop in, you know, if you haven't got anyone to look after them. So. It doesn't have to necessarily be that. I just believe that everyone can find it. If you really wanted to find an hour a day, seven hours a week, I believe you could find it. I really do. Because no matter how much you work, I just think you can put an hour... Because let's let's face it, right? We're awake, what, 16 hours a day? I mean, let's face it. For most of us, probably closer to 18 if you've got family. Because you ain't getting eight hours very often, right? Let's say you've got sixteen now. How many of those hours are you actually at work and travelling to work? You know, so maybe, maybe if you do eight hours, which most people don't, most people do like seven and a half. But if you do eight hours, then obviously that's that's half the day. Let's say you travel an hour and a half each way, which is a lot, right? That's eleven hours. You've still got five hours left. You can find an hour of trading from that. Let's say 10-hour day, same situation. You've got three hours left. You can find an hour in that three hours a day, right? It's about how much you're willing to commit to something, okay? If you commit, you can find... I just believe it, right? Now, if you're working a 16-hour, 17-hour day, you can't find time. It's just not possible, right? But then again, I don't actually know many people who do that. Not people who work for... If you, if you have your own company, I can kind of get it. If you do that, then that's fine. But for most people, I'd say an hour a day, you can find it. If you really want to find it, you can find it. Um, you know, and I, and I see it with adults, you know, at the tennis club, things like that. It's amazing how much time people have. And if you haven't got kids, my word, you've got all the time in the world. Enjoy it. Enjoy that time. Because I tell you what, when you have kids, time is very much of the essence. But yes, so the key is find that time. Now, plan out your month. Tell your partner, right, these days are really busy, right? So I mainly trade football and cricket. I know that if there's big football and cricket on, I'm busy. So I put that in the calendar and I say, Roz, organize our social life around that. But that is the time I'm going to work. Most things are flexible, right? Most things are flexible. When you're arranging stuff with your friends and your family... It's flexible. If you say you're not available, usually people are willing to do to change or, or work around that. And if they're not, I mean, you know, how good a friend are they, right? If they're not willing to do it at a time when you're free, um, you know, how good a friend are you? And you know what sort of time people want to do stuff anyway. It'll be evenings. It'll probably be weekends. Um and so, you know, even if you're trading some evenings, maybe give yourself two hours a day for three evenings and one hour a day on another day, and you've still got three days you can socialise in that time you've got off. So, you know, even if you're working, there's ways of fitting this in. Um, but let people know, you know, because you don't want to be having an argument near Christmas about what you're going to do. Just say, look, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. Are you okay with that? And if not, maybe try and reach a compromise. 
You know, that's what a lot of this is all about. Um, but also, even if you haven't got a partner, it's about thinking about yourself and going, right, this is when I want to trade, this is how I'll be in the best frame of mind, and this is when I want to socialize, and this is this. Now, if you're a trader and if you're self-employed, I think the onus is on you in some in somewhat to organize your social life because it's much easier to get plans that suit your time if you're the ones creating the plans. Right, so that's what I tend to do. If I want to hang out with people, I'll try and organise it. I'll try and sort out, you know, tennis, doubles matches. I'll try and sort that stuff all out my end, because I know when I'm free, and I can kind of guess when most other people are free. Right, so it's just which which times of the evenings and weekends that people aren't are normally free. Am I also free? That's what you've got to work out there. Um, so, so it's really crucial to figure this stuff out um, and a lot of people I know from the message I've had struggle with it anyway guys I'm going to leave it there I hope that you've got a lot from this uh, as ever get in touch feedback love it thanks so much as well and I say this every time so it's probably really dull and I apologize but I do really appreciate the feedback you know I do appreciate your kind words um, you know, looking at some of these charts as well, you know, in, in some European countries, we're like in the top 100 for investment podcasts and things like that. So it's fantastic. You know, I'm really glad that everyone's listening to it. I'm glad that everyone's enjoying it um, because that's what makes it worth doing. And I think you see a real inside version, right, from these podcasts. I think you see, you see a, a true kind of perspective of me of my life of, of btc of the of our philosophy of the way everything's run um and i know people really really enjoy that and you know again thank you for people to for watching and listening to our stuff because you then know you kind of get it you know you kind of get us and some people don't you know that's the thing whenever you do anything like this some people just don't get it and you do get the odd comment here and there and you just think how has that person got that from what I said? Or how has that person got so upset? You know, you see it online now, don't you? So many trolls and things getting upset about nothing. Not just, not on this, obviously, but like on anything, you know. So it's, it's crazy out there. But um, what always kind of overwhelms me is the fact that those comments are so rare for us. And, you know, we get so much nice feedback from everyone. And, you know... I just appreciate it because we never know how it's going to be received. I'm just talking from my experience, open heart here, telling you exactly what's going down. Um, and I think that obviously it reflects and that people people really appreciate that. So I'll continue to do that. Hopefully you'll keep listening. Um, if you're on YouTube and stuff, please subscribe to us because we have, we have so many views on all our videos. But I think we've only got like 5,000 subscribers. So I think we've had like half a million views so if you guys subscribe that really helps us out and it means that we can create more content because obviously the more help out we get the more we can kind of get people to do the menial tasks in our business and we can concentrate on creating more quality content for you guys if you've got any topics you want me to cover on the podcast uh obviously get in touch and i'll do that uh so yeah thanks for listening guys